0: You want to live a life of freedom and adventure are you wanting more than the daily grind me too welcome to the Emma Lovell show a place where we talk about living a life you love now I'm your host Emma Lovell and my number one value is freedom I've spent the last 14 years running a business and traveling the world and now I take my husband and toddler along for the adventure too it's possible and I know you can create a life doing what you truly love as well This podcast will inspire, motivate and encourage you to go after your dreams, to create a life you love and to live it now, not wait for retirement or someday in the future. I'll be sharing episodes weekly about how I harmonize business, travel and self-care. I'll also bring on incredible guests to share their journeys, the wins, the challenges and how they're creating a life they love. Let's jump in and get dreaming. This is a space for you to manifest a life you love. I would like to acknowledge and recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. I am grateful for the continuing care of the land, waterways, and skies where I work, live, listen, learn, and play. From here on Yougonbear country and from wherever you are listening, I pay my respects to the elders past and present. Hello and welcome to this amazing episode with the incredible Angela Henderson. She's a business consultant, coach, speaker, and podcaster, and I have had the privilege of experiencing Angela's coaching firsthand. I totally admire how much of an amazing businesswoman she is, but also how she follows her intuition And focuses on alignment and brings together the business and life i love it she's going to share so much more in this episode but first of all let's get an intro going angela is an international award-winning business consultant coach speaker podcaster and she helps women around the world make more money by creating a personalized business strategy and mastering their mindset so that they can create a business and life they love and want to show up for every single day absolutely stand by that angela is incredible Please listen to these wonderful, so many ahas, so many great um, links in the show notes. Please listen and welcome Angela Henderson. Welcome to the podcast, Angela Henderson.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super excited to be here, my friend.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, I just, you know, we've been talking off air about retreats so we're all in this wonderful zone Um, and maybe we should jump straight there, but I'm going to ask you the question off the bat. Sometimes I go like, let's go with the flow a bit what does right now living a life you love look like?
1: I mean yeah living a life that I love right now looks like making sure that I'm in alignment and when I check myself around alignment I'm looking at business strategy I'm looking at my health I'm looking at my wealth and I'm looking at relationships that's the whole model that I work off in my own business and so for me right now It's a season of health. So I've gone, uh, I'm very open about my mental health and my ADHD journey. My ADHD journey was very good and under control for the last seven years. I wasn't on medication. However, when I got separated or when I asked my husband for a divorce, you there's a thing called scaffolding when you had people in your life such as your husband who was able to help and you didn't see all the intricacies that were like around you mm-hmm. so your adhd symptoms can lay at bay so for me now that i don't have i've got a beautiful partner but he doesn't live with me so what happens is is when that scaffolding is no longer there the ADHD adhd symptoms increase so i've noticed that over the last year so for me i've just met with my doctor got put back on adhd medication meeting with a natural path to go through my gut health for example um getting my eyes checked and they found something on the back of my eye and now i also have to have back surgery so listen you would think well and you're a hot mess you're falling apart but these are things that have actually been presented to me for years do you know what i mean but i have like the last two years but it's one of those things oh next next even though i this is what I talk to my own clients about, that's one of those reality checks where I was doing things minimally for my health, but not fully. And there's a really great book called 10X is Easier Than 2X. And it's I'm always now filtering that. Is this a 2X decision or is this a 10X decision? and my health is a 10x decision. And so if I can put my health first, then the rest of my life will be with ease and flow. So right now, my health is my priority. But then other parts of my world didn't mean it will be my relationships will be my priority. So it fluctuates. But my main thing that I always ask myself is, am I in alignment? And if I'm not in alignment, where does that need to change?
0: Yes. I love that about, you know, I say sometimes it's like easier for me to make the decision to fly overseas or buy a house than it is to like choose what to have for dinner. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of insignificant little, I don't know, niggling things, but when it's a big thing, you mm-hmm. know, you, you make the time and you go, well, I've got to do it. This is, mm-hmm. it. yeah, I like that 2x or 10x. That's yeah. yeah. And where your focus goes, right. What you're going to put well, yeah, they talk about the Pareto effect
1: and like 20% of your revenue comes or 80% of your revenue only comes from 20% of your activities. So a lot of times people are doing more and more and more, but in fact, they need to be doing less. And, but then you've also got this notion from the book, 10X is easier than 2X, that most people will stay in the 2X zone. And the 2X zone is around, if you want to stay there, 80% of what you know in your life stays the same and only, you only have to change to like that 20%. But, and so you incrementally slowly do better, but it's not these leaps and bounds like people want. If you want to 10X your life, you need to change 80% of what's in your world. So your business, your model, your relationships, your health, your wealth structure, et cetera, in order to get there. And you only keep 20% of what you know. Now, most people won't 10X because their fear of their self-identity, losing who they have known themselves to be and worried or feeling unsafe about where they're going. So yeah, so like even like, you know, I love donuts, for example. And, but if I buy a six pack of donuts, I'll eat all the donuts. Right. So I'm like, is buying a six pack of donuts and bringing it in my house, a 2X or a 10X decision? It's a 2X decision. However, I'm all about moderation too. I still want the donut, but I'll just buy one donut. That's a 10X decision. You know? So I really encourage people that if you want to live this life that you want, what decisions are you making? Well, first of all, are you in alignment? And then from there, are you making ten x decisions or two x decisions?
0: Oh, I love it. And you, um, I'm I'm just finally reading. I think people think I should have read this book ages ago, but Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week, mm. and he talked about the Pareto Rule, but he also combined it with another one, uh, which I used in my newsletter, and now I can't think of. But anyway, it was like, you know, that whole yeah, the what you spend your time on. Oh, it was all the product, all the um, yeah, the time waste. He didn't audit. Uh, It combined it, but you actually helped me with that. Um, I had the pleasure of having a coaching call with you, and Mm -hmm. you recognized um, my ability to network and connect. And you Mm -hmm. said, "Why are you not? You know, you got to do, you got to do." I'm putting inverted commas. The launches and the this, and you got to have the this and that and that. And you were like, "You're so good at connecting people and and messaging and partnerships. Like, why are you not putting attention there?" it was so helpful to be like, oh, I've got to have all these things. When it's like, why don't I just send 10 messages to 10 people who I know? 100%. Like, and that's what people, I think that they get too
1: caught up with the Joneses per se, an American quote, do you mean know what I mean? Like, is that they're doing everything that everyone else is doing, right? So it's that fear of missing out or, oh my goodness, they're doing it. I'm not doing it. What's wrong with me or whatever. But it's like, you don't have to be on social media. A lot of my clients have no digital footprint, but they definitely did I mean double down on networking. Um, so it's like, you, you really have to truly start understanding. I, I see people all the time. I'm going to spend three hours creating organic content. Well, what's your return on investment for creating that content? And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, how many people are actually seeing your content? We you know, we know the data shows up typically only 3% of whatever you're posting in your socials organically is getting seen. That's only three people out of every hundred. And, those three people that actually do see it, you have to hope that they want or like whatever you're posting on that particular day. So your chance of conversion is really low. But I'm not saying organic marketing doesn't work, but it's going to take an awful long time. Mm -hmm. And yet, so people still will spend three hours a week, 12 hours a month, times up by 12 months. That's like 144 hours you're creating content that probably is not going to have that rate of conversion. Yeah, yeah. So, again, where are you putting your time and effort? So, for us, like, we still will post on Instagram, for example, testimonials and that that my team can pull, and I'll do my own stories, but that's it. We stopped doing it, but what we did optimize in 10X is doing a two-episode, didn't mean, per week on our podcast, Angela Henderson Online Business Show, because we know that when people listen to the podcast – they become super warm um uh like warm audience and when they become warm they're also much quicker to convert into one of our masterminds retreats etc so i was like well i'm going to focus my energy there 10x it get rid of the stuff that's 2x and it just starts to you start to see more revenue but it goes back to that like your life is easier you're yeah. happier you're freer things flow you know and so yeah, you really got to get into that. And that's also that alignment piece. I was no longer in alignment doing organic marketing. So I let go of that and was okay with that.
0: Yes. Yeah. The let go and the it's so easy to see. And as soon as you bring up a problem and it's something that I tried to bring on my retreat as is, is the like everyone goes, you should do this, you could do that, you should do. And you're like, I could and I don't, we don't like the word should, we, I could do a lot of things, mm. but that's where the overwhelm comes from, right? When mm. you're just seeing everybody else doing well, that works for them. You know, that's worked for them. That's great. Uh, or they've got a, you know, 10 other people who are doing, that's fine. Um, but even mm. when you do have a big team, it's like, is this the thing that we need to be focusing our attention on? Is this the thing that's, you know, making you happy? You're telling me all this stuff you can to do, but you really want to do this. So why are we mm. still doing all of that? But
1: I never said, and that's the thing and I agree with you, like so many people that you'll see, you should do this, or you should do this secret sauce, or you should have this blueprint. I'm like, yes, but is your business model the same? Is your family circumstances the same? Is your financial circumstances the same? Is your clientele the same? So it's really important that again, you start to stick in your own lane and really back yourself because the sooner you can do that, more money will come in again, you're happier and you get to live that life, whatever it is you want, more financial freedom, more travel freedom, et cetera.
0: I really, yeah, I really appreciated when we did the call and you recognized and saw that for me. And I knew that it wasn't just a prescription or a kind of like, this is what we do in business. It was like, no, I've seen you. I've met you. I'm looking at your stuff. Like, this is what could work. This Mm -hmm. could work for you if Mm -hmm. you choose to apply it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's (laughs) the thing is everyone has a choice. And I think that's the other thing is, People forget or somehow because they've consumed so much, they forget the choice is still theirs. And I'm like, at the end of the day, whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. So you can choose not to do it, but still that's a choice, right? What are the positives and negatives that go with that? So, you know, choose wisely. Life is genuinely short. And if your business, if you feel unhappy in your business, if you feel stuck in your business, if you feel like like almost like sticky energy in your business, you've got to shift that up because like attracts like. So if you're feeling like that, you're going to attract clients like that, you know, and nobody needs that drama in their world.
0: They do not. And, you know, speaking of attracting, uh, I loved your episode recently uh, and what you've done and you shared a little bit with me before, but uh, the podcast episode, we'll have to link to it about your rebrand. Yes. You've gone through a shift.
1: Mm. Yeah, definitely. The rebrand was, you know, it's one of those things that, again, I wasn't going to rebrand because, again, much to my branding person's despise probably. didn't mean, as like I'm just like, meh. Didn't you know I mean like it's a logo. It's some colors. It's like, I don't know. I got other things and bigger fish to fry. Right. However, I do believe that your branding does influence people's uh, perception of you right from the bat. Like even this one lady said, I've known about you for a long time, but you, you were too much bright pink for me. So I had like and that was her comment. It was too much pink all right, cool. But like, that's on her to do not on me. Right. But I took that on board. My pictures on my website were from like 1903, like, you know, all those things. So I, I did genuine work with a branding person, amazing person, Lauren from Gemini studio. Um, and it was fascinating to even see the transformation of the before and the transformation of after, um, you feel a little bit more confident. You're a little bit more proud. Um, People are making a lot more conversions. Do you know what I mean like taking micro commitments while they're on the website? There's a different trust factor on there. And again, like attracts like. The energy of people that are coming is very different. We've got more like pale pinks, um, like more forest greens, navy blues versus like the really bright colors that worked for me in the past, but they no longer serve me. And again, giving myself permission to say, this is the old Angela, but this is the new Angela that I'm stepping into.
0: I think, and it's that alignment. I remember mean, when you were showing me, like, it just felt like, and when you've got, you've had an older website or you've had all this, you've probably kind of collaged it. You have put pieces together over the time mm-hmm. When you stop and you go, we're going to create something fresh. It, it's a lot more structured, you know, and I just can, alignment that you're talking about when you straight away, when you open the page, it's like, oh, well, this is very, I see there's a flow, there's an alignment, there's an elevation. I think mm-hmm. when you see that, there's an elevated look, um, mm-hmm is going to bring in more elevated people and it was really fun to listen to because I've just gone through the same process and um yeah people are just yeah, it's a couple of photos and some color really and a little bit of layout, but people are just like, wow, like here yeah. yeah, you know yeah. and completely different energy. Yeah. I think as well, you I don't know about you, but I got I was probably tired of it. And Uh, like that proud that you said, I feel so proud and excited that I want to share it. I want to showcase it. I want to put it around. Whereas I don't think I was really using my website before. I wasn't sharing it as often or using the, you know, it is is such a hub of content and I was just letting it sit over there where it's Uh, really a working space now.
1: I think again, too, there's uh, one of my clients, she's a personal stylist. She also does all the Denise Duffield Thomas styling, uh, Jane. Uh, She's an amazing Jane Moy from personal stylist. Follow her over on Instagram. But what she talks about is like your, I I don't want to mess this up, but your clothing is your business card. And I also relate that to like your website, right? Your website is doing the work for you. Mm -hmm. And first impressions are everything. And Jane has talked about that multiple times. Like, If you're getting ready to be interviewed and you're in, do you know what I mean, trackies and a hoodie, there's an impression there behind that, right? But if you show up, do you know what I mean, in a polished outfit, whatever, there's a connection piece that people associate based on societal norms, right? So it's like, how are you showing up every day on a call, you know, on stage? How does your website present itself? Because your website is ultimately working for you 24 hours a day. And you need to be able to build quicker trust, quicker authority, um, because you also need them to be able to convert. So I think that's one part of the puzzle piece of the rebrand. But the other part is, I work specifically. There are web designers who make your websites pretty, but then there are conversional web developers, and there's a significant difference. I say 99% of the women who come to me have a pretty website, but it sucks, and so. What happens is, is they then push a marketing and visibility campaign to the website that doesn't convert and they wonder why like all their money's not working, right? So I think branding is important. I think imagery is important. I think your clothes play a role like what Jane often talks about, but I also think making sure that you've got a conversional website to drive people to those micro commitments to get things to them to buy or to download a freebie or to listen to a podcast is equally as important once they're there.
0: Hey, lovely, I truly believe it's your time to shine. To build your business, you need to know the right steps to take at the right time. And I know it can feel so overwhelming trying to figure out what to do next when there's so many things to do. That's why I offer the Hour of Power. It's one hour where we get clear actions that you can take to start building your business today. You can use this session to get advice, review content, build strategies, or work through mindset blocks. We could simply talk about what you want to do next, what you want to attract into your life, and how you could actually bring more travel and enjoyment into your life. It's whatever you need. This is your time, and I'm here to back you every step of the way. So let's set you up for massive success. Check it out, The Hour of Power. You can find it on my website, emmalovell.au forward slash me. Check out the show notes. And if you're interested at all, please do contact me. You can also get me at emma at emmalovell.au. Now back to the episode. Yes, and for things to um, talk to each other because it's, you know, there's nothing worse though that people like, uh, you know, click the link to book and then the calendar link doesn't work or it doesn't send to the next thing, that customer journey, Mm. Uh, you know, and I know that was a big part for me. There were so many parts that it was like, I need everything in together. I need it to work together uh, mm. so that it can be helpful for them. But I love what you said about that visual. And the funny thing is, if for people who are listening and don't end up seeing a video clip, like we're, we're wear- both wearing pink, uh, Yes, <laughs> the pink out of my branding as well, because it mm-hmm. is very polarizing, but it was because my designer, visual designer, uh, Tara from your one and only said, you are the color. And uh-huh. you want a sparkle, and I wanted like some gold shimmer and stuff somehow put in. And she's like, "But, but you're the sparkle. You're the glitter. You're the you're the rainbow. You're the color. Uh-huh. Like, don't go nuts in your photos with that. But like brand colors and the layout, you know, that will support that. Uh-huh. Uh, you, the person. And it was such a shift for me. And I was like, oh yeah. And then in terms of dressing professionally, I like to talk to James or to show up. You know, it doesn't mean I think we all, I used to think black and white is professional and chic. And it's like, you can still dress um, in color and in different, you know, and even really funky stuff or whatever that, that suits your personality, but look put together and sharp.
1: 100%.
0: And so it's finding that way. And I I can't recommend working, even if it's for a one, I did a one-on-one. I always had a money block around thought a personal stylist was going to cost thousands of dollars. And then they were going to make me spend thousands of dollars and only on high-end stuff when there's stylists work with all different budgets and different, um, you know, and the wastefulness, I didn't want to throw on all my clothes. And it was all this stuff. I booked a one hour call and the shifts. And the change in my, the way I present my personal style is is so huge. So I I can't advocate and Jane's incredible. So I can't advocate for them more, more, but how did you get started? Like you've been in the game a long time,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. So my first business started back in 2010, so 13 years ago, and yeah, that was my my son was playing on the ground with some electronic toys. As an ex mental health clinician, where I used to diagnose people with schizophrenia, bipolar, autism, etc., I just remember as a social worker, I remember looking at the ground. And I was like, "There's got to be a better way than just electronic toys." And yes, we still have iPads and we do that, but I was like, "He's only nine months old. There's got to be other things that." gonna be screaming at you and bells and whistles and so I was on a mission to find different educational toys that would prompt imaginary play gross motor skills fine motor skills and I started my first business Finley and me which was an e-com platform focusing on creating childhood memories through play love and travel just like anyone we started with zero zero followers zero email list zero products and we closed with about 1400 different products 50,000 people on our email list over a hundred thousand people on social media and Finley and me also allowed me the opportunity to understand diversifying your revenue streams because I also became one of Australia's leading parenting influencers. I was signed with Netflix, Coles, Woolies, Hilton, Spotlight, Studamine, a variety of places. Um, and it was great because you could have two different incomes and you weren't heavily reliant on one or the other. And then it just started people start picking my brain and I didn't know what that was. Coaching and consulting was never even in my future. And then I realized after 14 coffee dates over two months, I was like, oh, if I charge these people for my expertise, I can have a secondary business. And then, yeah, now I've helped thousands of women around the world ultimately to make more money through looking at like personalized strategy, mastering their mindset. And I do that through one-on-one consulting, retreats in Bali in Australia, uh, and Australia, ma- and uh, high-end and lower-end masterminds. So, yeah.
0: Just, I love how casually you tell that story. That's... Uh remarkable and I had seen your name around for a long time and we we only really got to connect in the past year because you reached out which is fantastic we were both attending a conference and I I really noticed that you made that effort and I know you know that's something that you do and it's like people tend to just go to events and think that the event's going to do the work for them like I'll just go to them and I'll just be there and then you know things will happen but you it's like if you don't one reach out or two follow up
1: And yeah, that's how you like an event's only going to get you so far. Event has amazing opportunities. But in that particular event, I remember there was a Facebook group. So I joined the Facebook group. Then I friend requested everyone that I felt like I had a connection with. And then I personally reached out and voice messaged everyone individually. And then I made sure to meet everyone at the event. uh, And then I followed up post event. So it's like it is a strategy um, because it's only as good as the effort you put in. So for me, it's like. I've spent close to $750,000 since starting my first business on professional development, events, masterminds, one-on-one coaching, et cetera. And the the fortune is in the follow-up, 100%. The fortune is in the follow-up with an email, with an outreach, with a podcast, whatever. Um, And that's your responsibility. No one else's. People live busy lives. People are too consumed about themselves, not in a bad way but they're always going to put their life and their family first. So it's not like they don't want to work with you or it's not like they don't want to collaborate with you or they don't want to whatever. But a lot of times you're so far from their brain because they're so focused on them that you get forgotten about. So it's your job to make yourself visible.
0: Yes. Literally I have that on a post-it like at my eye level to my computer. So any day that it's like, if I do nothing else today, you know, send the thing to people or follow up the thing and Mm -hmm you know, so often there was a fear of doing that. And, and I know I come from a writing and sort of, you know, pitching article pre, a PR background. Mm. And if they just get such a volume that it's it's not it rude, it's nothing. It's just they get a volume uh-huh. that they can't. And if you don't check in, and, and it's a timing thing, you know, sometimes you come to the top of their inbox, they were working on something, sweet. Or, you know, they've just got paid their tax, so they're ready to buy the thing. You know, like sometimes it's a, a timing thing. And if mm. you can't do it again, But that's been, I mean, that's the title of the episode now. Fortunate the follow up. It's such a powerful Mm. lesson. And the way that you, I thought it was so nice that you reached out and Mm. I, you know, but it is strategic and it's like, let's not sugarcoat these things. We're here Mm. to do business. Like, you're like, oh, you're reaching out. Of course I'm reaching out.
1: Mm. It's still strategic, but I still always lead with love and value first. So it wasn't like I was going, hey, Emma, how are you? I'm going to this event. Um, I'm a business consultant by my stuff. That was not the strategy. The strategy is like, how are you? Super excited to see you at the event. Where are you coming from? What day are you going to be arriving? Do you have any plans? Like it was very casual. And that's like, you can't go and ask for sex on the first date. I mean, you can, and it will work for some people. But ultimately, you go, don't go to the bar, see some girl or man, depending on what team you bat for, slap their ass and say, me and you in the bathroom for a quickie. It doesn't, like I said, it may work for a small percentage of people, but normally you might see someone, in my case, I bat for the boy. So I'm like, oh, hey, I'm in. How are you? Can I buy you a drink? Uh, and then it's like, we might talk for a while. Then I'll be like, hey, can I grab your number? Then I text, right? Hey, do you want to come over for dinner? And then I might get laid. But the reality of it is, is like, you just, it doesn't, like you've got to consider people are humans. And oh, in a world where everything is getting so digital and so AI, People want to be seen and heard more than ever before. And so that human-to-human contact, which is also a form of marketing, they call B2B marketing, B2C, and H2H, or human-to-human marketing, is the experience and interaction one faces with a particular brand. So for me, it's like I'm creating an experience by reaching out, asking how you are, having conversations. You feel seen, you feel heard. And therefore, what happens is in a sea of people who are going to that event and there's 400 people... I now become memorable. I now become remarkable. And in the book by Seth Godin called The Purple Cow, I become the purple cow. And so you need to be thinking about how are you positioning yourself as the purple cow? Um, And what they talk about in France is they're driving down like these... um, Country roads in France, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, look at these cows! They're absolutely amazing." And they said for a while because a brown cow just becomes a brown cow, a white cow becomes a white cow. But if all of a sudden we're in France and we see a purple cow, now that becomes remarkable. That becomes memorable, at least for a little while. So I encourage you to think about what strategies are you having for your business that will allow you to become memorable and remarkable.
0: So yeah, oh gosh, she just like like. <laughs> it's like bazinga bazinga anyway um <laughs> it's, but I think that's people go to networking groups and they're joining all these networking groups online or in person or going to all these events and then they just turn around and go it didn't work for me mm-hmm. and my thing is well did you show up mm-hmm. did you go to the calls yeah did you did you talk to people yeah did you follow up with those people did you have one-on-one conversations did you date that person like did you build a relationship because mm-hmm. if you just think you're going to turn up to a call with 50 people on the room or, or like comment on a few posts where there's ten thousand people in the group, and you're just going to get a sale. It's such the wrong thing. But they're like, "Oh, I paid my thing," and and putting a lot of emphasis on the the community, um, mm. the community owner as well. Like so, they're saying, "Oh, this group mm. didn't help me." Like, but did you did you help yourself?
1: Absolutely, and they don't often want to take responsibility. Right? There's a really great book called the. Um, the book's called The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mamba. but they talk about the five laws of stratospheric success. And what everyone thinks is the opposite of what they talk about. But they, what they say in the book is, if you, um, they talk about those five laws, and the first law is the law of value. And what they say there is, is, I'm just trying to pull it up, just so I don't mess it up for us, mm-hmm. <laughs> do, 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 is your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. And then they talk about the law of compensation. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. They then talk about the law of influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. They talk about the law of authenticity. The the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. And lastly, they talk about the law of receptivity. The key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. So I say to people like, I still, it was still strategy, but I still led with love. I still led with curiosity. I still led with kindness. Right. Mm. And I added value first. Can I help you with anything? What are you doing? Whatever. So, you know, but most people are like, where's the next transaction? Where's the next dollar? How can I get this person in? You know, this year alone, I've had 120 partnerships and they've been nothing but remarkable, but there has been it, it partnerships take a little bit longer. You've got to sit down. You have to have conversations. You've got to negotiate how you can each you know add value. You've got to review your assets. You've got to be okay with people saying no. You've got to be okay with shifting that identity, right? But being able to work with 120 different people, either through podcast swaps, email swaps, social swaps, has been great, not only to help them, but also to help my own brand grow. So it's like, again, what are you prepared to do in 2024 There will be 10x decisions versus 2x decisions? Are you going to keep just plugging along organic, or are you going to find something that you're going to actually get a return on investment on your time and your money?
0: I love it. And, you know, I had the fortune of uh, partnering with you for the um, Bali retreat and it was wonderful to um, see how you did that and to be included and invited to do that partnership with you. But you've been doing retreats. You and I are both passionate about them. So uh, Mm -hmm. why do you include retreats and, you know, a little bit about, I guess, why you do Australia and overseas or what's what's the difference for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of things. I mean, I remember when I did a mastermind in the Maldives with my own coach at the time. And I was like, hold on a minute, he gets to kind of the Maldives for two weeks, surf, help people. And this is a tax deduction. I was like, what the hell? And I've traveled to 50 different countries. So I was like, well, how can I start incorporating international travel so that it fills my cup because I love travel, but at the same time, make an impact at the same time, make money. So that's why I've been doing retreats in Australia. I used to run Australia's leading women in business retreat. We did that for three years. Um, and then COVID came. And then I did um, three that year when things started to open up in Australia, I did three again last year, and then did Folly. So I do a combination. There are still lots of people that don't want to travel internationally. They're not quite there yet, or they've got small kids and they're not quite ready to be out of country. And in case something never happened. There's a bunch of different reasons. Team, new team, they don't want to leave the team there in case. So there's a variety of different things. So I choose to do both. Um, Again, Australia retreats, I've got one happening in May next year. My Bali retreats happening in October next year. And they're just a beautiful way to bring people together, regardless if it's in Australia, India, wherever. It's like there's this, you can't really put words into how people transform when they can disconnect from day-to-day life. Uh, and you being able to hold space for those women or men, whoever you do, is a very um, privileged position. And so for me, yeah, retreats light me up. They allow me the opportunity for travel freedom. They allow me the opportunity for more financial revenue. But even if the money wasn't there, I would probably volunteer my time. And, you know, and those retreats have led to, you know, my partner and I are looking at opening up Australia's leading healing center. So we've got in the names, we've got the URLs, we're working with a trademark lawyer. And ultimately, we will run Australia's literally leading healing center moving forward over the next few years. Obviously, it's a big mammoth uh, project. Uh, It's going to cost millions, you know, but our goal is that's our end goal, because Bali has lots of retreats. But ultimately, Australia, I find uh there's a discrepancy between who can afford to go and who can't go and I want to be able to make it more accessible for anyone to be able to access those types of outings for business and life
0: and there there is like I think that was my thing for a long time I thought retreats were very prohibitive I thought well one I felt they predominantly sat in the wellness space and I wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily always interested in that but then also I thought they were quite yeah cost prohibitive but then I found I went on one when I was Eight months pregnant, seven months pregnant, uh-huh. a writing retreat. I have to pronounce that. People think keep saying I'm riding, but writing retreat. Yeah. In um, up in uh, oh, near in the Dane tree, near the drain tree. But it was um, it was Mission Beach. It was just, it was like way more affordable than I thought, and just what I got out, like just completely different to what I'd expected. And yeah, it was lovely. I think as you said, it's just such a privilege and an honor that people trust you to hold mm. that space. And mm-hmm. I, I get as much out of it as they do. I mean, almost selfishly so, you know, I just had mine in India and I said, this is my dream come true. So I said, you're all just part of my dream, really. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, totally. You're going to take something away from it, but you're on my dream and, and you're I, the gratitude that I have for that. Um, mm. And life change, it, they are life change. I believe in the the life changing power of travel, whether it is domestically or internationally. And, um, you know, I'd say 70% of the, of the decision or of the going is the transformation. You saying yes to going, you're already way on the journey. Mm. Well, I
1: believe the, tra- the transformation occurs when the transaction takes place. So whether or not that's the transaction, the transformation to go to a $10 event, whether or not that's signing up for your first mastermind, whether or not that's working with a web developer. In my experience, anytime I press go, you know, I paid $45,000 to work with my coach for six months. And it was the most money I'd ever spent in one hit. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like a down payment for a house. I could have a car, two cars bought up for this. Like, this is crazy. But I tell you, when you, when I hit cent on that money, I changed as a human. I, I showed up differently. I paid attention a little bit more. I even focused more on relationships. Like, there was this notion, like, you, you're like, I'm here. And it doesn't have, like I said, it doesn't have to be 45K. It could be going from a $10 event to a $20 event. That's what I started doing. I would go to free events. And then I was like, this is not worth my time. Then I'd go to $10 events. It was a little bit better. Then I got a bit more strategic. Then I'd $20, $30. Then I'd pay like an event ticket for $300. So it didn't happen overnight. But I definitely knew every time I did, I became a new person. You know, so again, the, transa- the transformation, I believe, occurs in the transaction 100%.
0: Oh, I love that quote. That's powerful. Could, yeah. They're like, what will I get at the end? Like, what am I going to, and I'd say if you're going to with that in your heart, I know that people need you're paying money you when invest, but if you're really hung up on what you're going to get and the outcome, mm-hmm. I, like you said before, I, I, it's not really concrete. I can tell you what others have experienced afterwards. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what you get as an inclusion, you know, you get a massage, you get five nights of accommodation, whatever, but your transformation I can't I can't guarantee you and you know that's it's kind of there's a lot of trust in that if you're open to that experience of what what shift is going to happen then that yes is the magic already and I was like that's very kind of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dancing around the point but people either get it or they don't and if you just yeah. kind of come at me with what am I going to get what am I going to get I'm going to say I don't I don't think this is for you 100. Well, percent I remember um one of my clients who was looking at coming to Bali I'd never met her
1: before she's very education based her husband's like a top obstetrician and do you know what I mean she says that so they're very masculine and outcome driven and she's like so how much strategy am I gonna get how much of this And I said yeah you're gonna get all that but there's gonna be other things that you get too and she's like but like what I said that will unfold and she was like I said you have to trust here I said the magic will unfold in front of you if you choose to and then she came back from Bali and she's just signed for my 12 month mastermind and she's like okay I get it do you know what I mean like getting on the plane, getting on the plane, meeting the new people and just like surrendering, do you know what I mean? To whatever came and not worrying about what did the agenda say versus where it took you. She's like that. She's like, you're right. And she's like, you also, you can't capture that in a sales page. Do you know what I mean? Like it just, it comes and and people who've come to retreats will know that it's the feeling that you get. And that's, it's, it's a feeling that only you can experience
0: the only caveat I'll put is like, they're addictive. <laughs> you go on one and then you're like, so if you're signing up to one kind of get, unless you absolutely despise the experience and it's not for everyone. Yeah. But generally, they're like, you know, a couple of my clients are like, so I'm just on a subscription now, right? You know, this yeah. is like an annual thing for me. And I was like, sorry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. hundred percent. But you know, I love a good retreat. I'm actually going, uh, my partner and I, we don't drink. Uh, we don't mind like New Year's Eve. I used to drink. We both used to drink, but we don't anymore. And, we're looking at what are we doing for new year's even. So actually December 29th through to the first, we're actually going on a silent retreat in Australia. So that will be interesting because again, you know, going into silence versus firecrackers and all that type of stuff will be a very interesting experience. But again, who knows what will come of it, but I can only imagine that magic will come from it.
0: Well, I'm very excited for you. I uh, am so grateful for you making the time um, yeah. for me and, uh, to have this conversation and, and all the brilliant bombs of wonderful that you've given us, um, you know, how can we connect with you and is there anything else that you want to share with, with our beautiful audience?
1: Yeah, I'd say the best way to connect is like, it's an all you can eat buffet head to my website, Angela And from there you can pick and choose. If you want to listen to my podcast, if you want to read our blog section, if you want to take our new quiz. So we've got this new amazing quiz that we've already had almost 200 people go through in the last week, which has been amazing where it's, we look at the four major areas of businesses. You take 20 questions and it will show us where the gaps are in your business. Uh, and so that's been super powerful. You can take that on our website or we've got retreats, masterminds, whatever you need, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au. Amazing
0: cocktail parties that I got to attend. It's- yes, all the lovely things. And I, yeah, if you get to be in a room with Ange, it's a, it's a privilege and uh, oh, you, you are a master connector and to see you at work. Um, and I've had some beautiful, beautiful connection. I can probably say at least five or six from that event. And there was only maybe 20 people there. Mm-hmm.
1: You yeah, so. know, it's, it's a good, I like it. Connections are my thing. So yes. Yeah, so no, but yeah, no, with love for people to connect in whatever feels light and easy for them.
0: Thank you so much for
1: your time today. You're very welcome. Have a great day, my friend.
0: Thank you for listening, lovely one. I hope this has inspired you to dream big and start creating a life you love today. If you love what you're hearing, don't forget to follow and rate on Spotify and rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. It helps other awesome people to find this podcast and get motivated and inspired as well. Want to stay connected? Come and join the Live a Life You Love group on Facebook or connect with me on Instagram, @emmalovel.au. The same as my website. But all the details are in the show notes, lovely. I'll see you next episode for more inspiration, motivation and freedom seeking. Now go out there and live a life you love.